No, Mike, Mike, Pe- really Mike Pence can fuck, but it's like weird fucking. It's like jackhammer. Like you it's have to scary fucking. Backwards. You don't want to see that. You don't want to see me fuck. <laughs> Bitch. Cowardly I'm on YouTube. There's Enable a live flash? feed, you and you can even turn captions on. I'm just doing it for my phone. I'm gonna go to YouTube. YouTube is. YouTube has had this figured out for at least one year. Yeah, meanwhile, I've seen that. It was like, you need flash. <laughs> it's not on their homepage. Where the fuck? Okay, here we go. Live now or die. All right, I'll leave you two. Have fun. I have pizza cooking. So, <laughs> I have pizza cooking. <laughs> Well, you by telling me you're involving me in this now. Yeah, That's you're, yours to deal don't with. Don't forget well, about my pizza. Can you just serve it to me in a baby plate? Uh. <laughs> I might have to stop for my pizza. Did he just say that these are not the people we were elected to serve? <laughs> these are not the fucking pieces of shit who think this so great. All right, so what are we doing, Dave? Why don't you walk the people through it? <laughs> Should we introduce them to what the show is first? Hi, welcome to Bird Road Podcast. This is Q. This is Bird Road. Is that this what is... I do? <laughs> <laughs> is that my bit? <laughs> what all I can do is, okay, this is Bird Road Podcast. Uh, this is Q. I'm and Q. This is Jewish Dave. That's Jewish Dave. So we got another episode coming for you um, on a Tuesday night. Uh, haven't even had time to ep- to edit last night's episode. It'll probably come up sometime tonight. It is State of the Union Tuesday, and we are turning this shit into a sporting event because that's what <laughs> governance is. Governance is all about you know um, the the pomp and circumstance. It's like Super Bowl. You can hear it in the background. We're live streaming it to ourselves. This is the live at this, state this of the, nonsense. State of the union. <laughs> the union. <laughs> and this is our own rebuttal, more of a rebuttal. Well, this this actually worked out really good because we uh, we did we did for me we did the Oscars uh, announcements night. the other day. Yeah, or the other uh, day, last yeah. week. And you did the Grammys <laughs> last night. And we did well. That that was your idea. I don't fuck about that. Uh, but. Uh, and now we're doing this, which is great because yeah. now I could have not watched this, but now I am watching it. So. And it sounds <laughs> just as bad as any as ever. Just the worst <laughs> internet connection. Every single thing is wrong. IP down oh, the line. I have I have one star right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> because everybody, you know why? Because everybody is streaming the fucking thing right now on That's IPDTL. Why. I don't know, dude. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Who fucking cares? Something. By the way, is something in very. Look, I, let me. I can't watch this. It's so hard <laughs> to watch. You can't watch this. Somebody. Oh, do just they yelled, have to applause after everything? Somebody just yelled "murderer." <laughs> I'm pretty sure that just happened. That somebody yelled "murderer." MC Random is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers. African American unemployment. African American, uh, it, it's it's insane for me to think about this, like 
this is the punishment that Barack Obama has to like live with right now. This is the, his penance. It's such a fucking shame. This is his penance for being, you know, this thoughtful, uh, like benevolently evil, which I know is sort of a contradiction in terms. But like, I'm sorry, there's no person who can be president of the United States and not be, you know, intrinsically evil. Like, built, sure. like you know, you have to do. In, there's a terrible certain things. drive a, a human being needs to get there, and it can't be a good drive. Right, and and yeah, it ha- like it has to be this thing about yourself, and you know all that. But also, when you get into the office, there are just horrible decisions you're faced with, and mm. like you have to agonize over, and it results in like thousands of people dying. And Barack Obama for sure pulled the trigger on thousands, probably tens, hundreds of thousands of people dying. And Absolutely. made it made the choice to do that, right? Uh, devil's bargain to become, you know, the most powerful man in the world, and what he would probably tell you was to do the greater of of the goods and you know affect things for the better. But right. for this fucking dimwit to sit up there and after Obama's eight years in office, take credit and crow about um, the lowest African American unemployment in history must bitch. be like. <laughs> just being forced to sit in front of of a, a of a monitor with your eyes wired open uh you know a la or <laughs> clockwork orange while your your wife just gets railed by <laughs> like 50 different men who who will forget about her the moment they walk out of the room and <laughs> it must be the most torturous fucking thing in the world i feel uh. I feel I I do, and I'm not an Obama apologist. I am somebody who thinks that his his presidency was about as good as it was bad, and that's about as good as we can hope for right now in the present you know presently constructed modern era of government and and elections. Um, the world. Yeah, the world. It just like when you're when you're just dragging along forty eight percent of the country. That's that's just so powerfully stupid that they can't even, you know, like, like you know, Obama is about as good as you're going to get. You're not going to get any real leaders or anybody that's going to, you know, tackle any issues in a real way. Um, but I still feel bad for the guy, man. When I look at this, this fucking chimp, this, this look, I tell people all the time, if you were born or raised in New York during the 80s, like I was, and you, you don't. There's no mystery about who Donald Trump is. You know what he right. is. Right. It, it's a character that that we all know, or at least those of us that understand New York and understand these kinds of people. The fucking con man. <laughs> it's a. I still say a light racist. <laughs> no, 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 he's an oppor- I, he's an opportunistic racist. He's an opportunist. Yes, exactly. No, but for for yeah. sure, for sure, he feels. That black people are worse than white people, like right, for or, and like any other people are like in his heart of hearts, he feels that and that, and he's also a person who doesn't hide what he feels, so it just comes mm-hmm. out all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, who, who's he applauding for right now, Dave? Himself, I think. Oh, cool. Good for him. <laughs> I think they were talking about lower taxes. Wow. Yeah, real quick on that, regulations weren't the thing that were keeping Americans from competing uh, with anybody else in the world. It's the fact that we're all fat gluttons who require thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar a year 
incomes when, I mean, do you really think that regulations are the reason that, you know, that it costs the same to employ one person as uh, one American as it costs to employ a team of Vietnamese people? Do you think that like cutting these quote unquote needless regulations are going to be the thing that spurs manufacturing? You got to remember, though, even like any Republican friend who, you know, even seems a little bit smart still absolutely thinks that is the problem. That is one of the major issues facing, uh, you know, our country is regulations. Yeah, well, that's fairy tale thinking. It's the same fairy tale thinking where you think that after, you know, 250 years as a country that uh, with with the corporate class lying at every moment that all of a sudden lying at every step along the way in the course of our history that all of a sudden seven or eight press releases from huge corporations who already were planning to you know reinvest and had announced their plans of reinvestment and growth uh, 18 months ago 24 months ago in some cases 30 months 30 months ago that they riding a 103 month long, uh, string of economic development and economic uh, uh, recovery that oh no no it's that that Donald Trump stepped in and and um, and stepped on the magic fucking uh, you know the magic jobs uh, yeah. accelerator that yeah. yeah and every other president like Bush was too much of a pussy to do it there was some magic button that he could have just pushed. And Obama was too much of a pussy to do it. He could have just pushed right. that ma- the magical well, he, he, he job. He doesn't button. love. He doesn't love America. No, so no, that's I mean, why yeah. he didn't do it. Not as much as eating dog. <laughs> I just saw the caption, and he's a great welder. I don't. I don't know out of context what that was. That's a lie. That's, a, that's actually an so a, lie. After the bonus, they're getting more bonuses. Yeah, there's going to be bonuses that's how everywhere. Bonuses works. Yeah, because what you get here's what happens. This is the way <laughs> that bonuses work, Dave. I know you've never had to work in the corporate world like I do. This is what happens. That entire years go year goes by without you knowing. A fiscal year comes to a close. The government passes some tax reform, and then randomly. Two weeks into the first quarter of the year, <laughs> you get thousands of dollars of bonuses, uh-huh. and then and then you just keep getting more bonuses. <laughs> That's the way that the war when when you know when the uh, when the economy is at its strongest, there uh-huh. are just these indiscriminate bonuses. bonuses being thrown around. So no, but nobody knows exactly how much they make really per year. No, they, I'm going to tell you right now how much. At any they point, make, you dude. can make like double that per year. You're going to make <laughs> all of these bonuses are all, by the way, being paid out by um, by consumer facing brands. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. Um, it's all. Oh, by the way, this is all just so you know. Let me drop the veneer of of joking around and making fun of this uh-huh. ridic- ridiculous speech for a moment. Uh, I work in public relations. This. Every single thing that all of these, all of these brands are doing, and I say brands because none of them are really like actual. You're not seeing like Raytheon 
or fucking, you know, like U.S. Steel or some shit like that uh, doing this. It's all consumer-facing brands who need to save face and need to, like, look good and and, and, and remain in the good graces of the, 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 the president. You, for instance, when Apple did $16 billion in 2015 of reinvestment and job growth or $12 billion the next year, uh, in 2015 and 2016, almost about $30, $30 billion in, in reinvestment and uh, economic development in the U.S. Like, you didn't hear them them being Apple writing press releases thanking the president or, or lining up their messaging with the outgoing administration's messaging because it was right. just that, an outgoing administration. And by the way, Barack Obama, for his faults and his flaws, had never shown himself to be quite the egotist that this guy is. He needs these small wins, and he needs these, like, little press releases to go out that, uh, you know, tangentially thank him. Um, So to be able to pin these messages, these kind of states of the union and moronic tweets and all of his idiotic surrogates going on different... uh, talk shows and being able to say that well walmart's giving uh, bonuses and that's because of the president this president has not enacted a single significant piece of financial reg- uh, legislation he has uh, he has passed a tax reform law that will become law and af- start to affect the economy in the coming year Everything that you see, like I said before, is a 103-month-long process of recovery. It's actually right. exactly in lockstep with what with with the uh, Obama-led recovery effort following the um, the 2009, uh, you know, the, the depths of the uh, of the recession. There's not a single thing happening that wasn't already planned and, in most cases, announced by all of these um, companies years ago. Um, you know, it's it's. It's really scary and dangerous, I think, because um, because this is the way with optics and messaging and already having a solid 40% of the people that are always going to be on your side. This is the way that you solidify and stay for not just two terms, but well past two terms. This is the way that you get, you know, President Ivanka. And fucking, this is the way that you get, you know, President uh, President Don Jr. and eventually President Barron. You know, this is the way that you go down that that path of idiocy. And and I hear this the the CNN anchors before this began, and they were even the ones who were quote unquote liberal were touting the strength of the economy, which when you think about it makes sense because a lot of them they're Wagons are hitched to Barack Obama and the legacy that Barack Obama left behind. So they can't be outwardly negative and be like, oh, well, yeah, by the way, things haven't gotten any better for close to 70% of the country. Uh, Overwhelmingly, amongst the first world nations, we have a a poverty problem. We have an incarceration problem. We have a lack of economic mobility. We have, you know, the the, most of our wealth calcified at the very, very top, uh, you know, uh, quintile of, of of income we have enormous problems stemming from this ridiculous uh amount of free credit and free cash that's just being fucking sprayed all over the place um and it's it's all fucking fake and i'm not saying this in the way that like um i don't know like gold bugs or the people who are like all 
you know, fiat currency is evil. I don't mean it that way because fucking like whatever fiat currency, it it's it might be imaginary, but it fucking it works. I mean, people believe in it. Who cares? But what doesn't work is just opening up capital and spraying it all over the place and hoping that you know it somehow spurs something without it addressing any of the underlying issues. Our fucking country is sick and old. We're fat. Yeah. We're stupid. We are a fat, mm-hmm. stupid, sick, old country. And we're not addressing anything about that. All we're doing is putting more fucking batter on the cake and hoping that yeah. we can eat our way through to the other side. And I don't think it should be a surprise that that's the approach that you know this administration is taking. Uh, they don't. They've never showed any kind of uh, reason for us to believe they have any kind of answers to any of this. They're they're just um, you know just doing things really just to keep themselves in power and keep doing whatever it is that they need to do uh, to help themselves. Yeah, the other side's not much better, honestly. I hate I don't want right. to do I don't believe in the both sides ism issue by issue, but because that's bullshit. You end up in fucking Jake Tapperland where you're like where you're like, well, uh, you know, uh, my guest, uh, uh, Van Jones, I- I'd like you to respond to Kellyanne Conway, uh, my other guest, who says that while it is true that Donald Trump is murdering Mexicans in the, in the street, uh, it's also true that Barack Obama was once rude to a Korean. So <laughs> I think that that's pretty much the exact same thing. Those two things are perfectly equal. I don't know. Am I wrong here? Just yes. taking away from the from the point you were just making. Like, would this not be, uh, you know, just a better? Uh, I don't know how to put this, but like, if it wasn't just nonstop applause, they haven't stopped applauding for the last thirty minutes. I mean, they did that for Obama too. I know, I know, and I, I'm just talking about the actual State of the Union format in the 21st century, <laughs> like. It just, I don't know, it just seems so pointless. So you're saying that they just fired 1,500 VA employees or removed 1,500 VA employees who were failing to give adequate service. I haven't seen any statistics a year in that show that, you know, the the VA has improved um, or that that has improved more than it was already improving in the previous three years since it became a, a touchstone issue. Again, I'm looking hard, man. I'm looking really hard to find something that this guy's doing right and that he can authentically, you know, the facts lay out a case for him accepting credit for it. We had a country that was moving in a certain direction. A lot of liberals would say that it was in the right direction under Barack Obama. Some of us who are a little further to the left would disagree and say that there were huge communities and, and huge uh you know stratified parts of our our, our country that were le- being left behind during that whatever that's a, that's a disagreement to have i don't think that the disagreement to the i don't think that a valid disagreement to have is that a wealth transfer of two trillion dollars from poor people from social services from education safety net health care uh upwards to the corporate class i don't think that it's a valid argument to have that that's by the way, that, that hasn't happened yet, that that is the cause for it and that that's the way 
um, that things are doing better now. And things, mm-hmm. by the fucking way, man, things aren't doing better. They're just not. There are fucking false flag economic indicators that suggest that some numbers are marginally better right. and none of them actually equate to any kind of who the fuck is heavily invested in the stock market. Show me one person who was struggling in January of 2016 or January of 2017 mm-hmm. and and is now doing great because of the stock market. because of the stock market because of their investments in the stock market. Show me somebody who was broke and was mm-hmm. eating cat food and is now eating fucking caviar because of uh, the, the stock market just increased a little bit, like, incrementally. By the way, I mean, how many times did Barack Obama, quote-unquote, set um, <laughs> set stock market records? Pretty much every single day from 2012 through 2016, it, it, they, they set us, there was a new stock market record every fucking day. Great, beautiful auto workers. These are my great, beautiful auto workers. <laughs> This is Sebastian. This is Linkletter. What um? If it was a fully automated plant. They would still be applauding. <laughs> by the way, yeah, those plants are going to be run by a total of ten people. Like, <laughs> what happens when every like? male under the age of 40 turns to gaming because they can't find a job because of automation then they just end up in the streets with like shit running down their pants you know that's crying i've been saying it for a long time he hasn't said one word about gaming (laughs) i've never seen just a collection of rubes and evil fucks. Like his, this guy's cabinet. <laughs> when you know the individual stories and behind each one of them, and you know what just profoundly awful people they all are, yeah. it's hilarious. I love how every single point is that every single thing is better than it's ever been. We'll see how far you get with that. With a farm. Getting rid of regulations of medical <laughs> treatments now. We also believe that if you want to grow a third arm <laughs> out of your dick and you want to remove your dick and put it on your forehead, <laughs> there's no me too for that. If you want to eat a human being to gain its powers, that's okay as long as it's not a baby. If you feel like you need to masturbate in public it's dangerous to hold that back which member of trump's cabinet do you think has masturbated in public before elaine chow (laughs) well this does bear some criticism because he can say one of my greatest priorities is to reduce the price of drugs there's not a single piece of evidence to to that fact um in fact his entire party has only worked to, uh, you know, build sort of a protectionist regime around right. all of that. Not just pharmaceuticals, but hospitals, um, doctors, uh, anybody who who's anybody who's involved in the healthcare process all along the lines. They're 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 far more concerned with being able to protect their profit margin. I don't. Absolutely. I mean, like this is. 
honestly, this 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 speech started off in Fantasyland, and now it's just kind of meandering into, um, you know, like conjectural shit. Like he's just saying, like, I also think the 1985 Chicago Bears were were pretty fucking good, not the best, but bring back the XFL. Like, I mean, he's not saying like he's not doing it. like I, at this point. This is just stuff that is. I feel like Mike Pence thinks he's a fucking moron. He just the looks on his face is when he's when Trump is talking. Every single person other than Jared Kushner thinks that Trump is a moron. <laughs> this is what this country deserves, though. They deserve to have this fucking goblin in charge and telling them like fucking just doing psyops on them and telling them that everything is great while they fucking while they while they suit up to go Uber for like another twelve hours after they were already working their full time jobs. This is what you fucking deserve. I'm glad mm-hmm. that you have this guy. Because I'm independently wealthy from my fucking podcast fortune. <laughs> I'm insulated. Oh sure. Infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, infrastructure. We gotta build that infrastructure. Is it really? Is America a nation of builders? <laughs> Like Minecraft, maybe, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I gotta, I gotta tell you, the the reason that I would never be able to run for office, aside from all the millions of reasons that I could never run for office, and you all can't the hide your hate of human I beings. can't hide my hate <laughs> for my fellow Americans. I can't. Yeah, they're fucking repugnant. Like they're such repugnant people. They're just I the know. worst, and so self and like self reverential and just so convinced that they're the they're the most special fucking things on the planet and that's on that's another what what about ism by the way because that's on the right and the left you ever go you ever go down a conversation about foreign policy with like a hillary supporter or an obama supporter and you're going to get to a rhetorical point where they don't consider people who live in the middle east to be human beings and it's gonna be like (laughs) because it's gonna be like you know, ah, oh, well, you got to vote for Hillary, otherwise you got to vote for Trump. And it's like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, maybe I could have voted for somebody else during the primary because I don't agree with Hillary's policies. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, but she, you gotta, you gotta, um, you know, take that that kind of uh, that that sort of neoliberal position because it's realistic. And it's like, no, yeah, but maybe, okay, sure, but I just don't agree with you know supporting these wars of aggression that result in millions of people dying. And it's like. Oh well, you know, she, she, uh, her, and and everybody else were sort of boxed into that. It was a, it was a, it was a, a creature of the moment. It was a, um, a required thing, you know. Everybody, everybody was feeling those those post nine eleven uh, feelings of hate. I was like, yeah, but I, I kind of also think that like the U.S. was responsible for m- murdering a lot of people during those subsequent years it's like ah they weren't really people it's like I got you I fucking got you I knew that if I just pushed long enough I'd get to the point where you'd admit that you don't think people in the Middle East are people <laughs> we will build gleaming new roads bridges highways and I would think that gleaming infrastructure might be a little tough on the brake system the analog brakes you're gonna be sliding a lot i would guess <laughs> this is bullshit because first of all we have something like a uh, uh four i think it's like a four trillion dollar infrastructure deficit we just cut 
two trillion dollars of taxes. They say one point five. It's not one point five. It's two. It's two trillion dollars in taxes. But those construction workers are going to get a bonus. Oh, they'll get their bonuses from their day <laughs> job at the Apple Store. So they'll be able to leave their Apple Store uh, with their three hundred and fifty dollar, you know, Apple uh, Apple Store, um, you know, gift card, oh, which is. <laughs> uh, why are you? Who brought Who brought me here? <laughs> Somebody told me that there would be cheese. I was some little sweetie brought me here. Listen, sweetie, I don't want to hear about uh, you know your hashtag me too. Uh, what about What about when you tell me, sweetheart, that you're hungry? I say hashtag me too. I was promised cheese, sweetheart. Look, looking at this guy, I'm thinking of all the fucking salivating morons. I have like, I have people who are who are like huge Trump fans on my on my Twitter feed, and um, I mean, uh, and not just my Twitter feed, but on my um, on my Facebook feed. Like, I know people who still yeah. are posting every single time Bloomberg or Reuters like just dutifully reprints some fucking Amazon press release. They just, you know, they re, they repost it on Facebook, and they're like, ah, see, yeah, well, look at all that great economic development happening. First of all, not a fucking thing is actually happening. It's just press releases to ingratiate yourself with a child. But um, I'm thinking of these, like, mindless hordes of idiots that are completely behind this guy. And I'm thinking of, in a lot of ways, the equally mindless hordes of Hillary supporters who... For them, she can do no wrong because she represents, you know, certain identity uh, touchstones for them about, you know, like like uh, Peggy Olson from Mad Men fully realized type shit. These, <laughs> these are like people who live their life through, you know, vicariously through fictional characters and shit like that. Right. OK, whatever. But who is the one out of the three big ca- uh, candidates to, to finish out in 2016, who's the one that has the reputation for their followers being sycophants? It's Bernie for some reason. I got to tell you, man, like I, I feel like Bernie's people, the quote unquote Bernie bros, most of which that I know are women, actually, most of them are, 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 are women. Um, the Bernie bros are the ones that are the first to, sort of call him into account when he doesn't line up with exactly what they, you know, what they want out of progressive policies. Because let's not forget, sure. Bernie was never a perfect candidate. He did have absolutely shortfalls. And yeah. everybody was, in my time that I remember reading about him during that during the that, that really tough primary season, if I had to identify sycophants, it wouldn't have been on his side. Because by the way, all the all of Bernie's people love Jeremy Corbyn way more than they fucking love Bernie. Because Jeremy Corbyn is more in line with the ideals and the ideas, and that's what it, that's what Bernie Bros are sycophantic for. They're sycophantic for specific policies and ideas. They aren't, as far as I can look. I'm sorry. This is my opinion. This is my fucking show, and uh, it's based on my following and, and and working in this world and and um my own personal experience people who, who and this is sort of why i align myself politically on this on this edge of things 
there are people for whom there's not a single thing we've seen that Donald Trump can do wrong that they will abandon him. There's not uh, equally there are people like that not equally but you know close to equally there are people who will never abandon Hillary because of what she represents again and in sort of identity capacity mm. for Bernie I don't I mean like there were times that Gina was ready to dump Bernie she, when he would say things and I would see <laughs> that she would post she'd be like she'd be like oh well fuck him then I didn't know that he felt that way about an issue I've never seen a hardcore Trump or Hillary supporter say oh well fuck him fuck her I didn't know that they felt that way about that issue I've never seen that level of like self introspection and you know uh, critical thinking about one's own um, you know support and where you're lending it. Oh, in my basement. (laughs) I want you to know, three hundred twenty million hearts are in jars in the basement of one of my houses. What I'm is going the story to pick with this family that he's uh, he's making a. Oh well, they're I don't know I don't know what they are, but they're political tools. That's all. Yeah. Would you ever accept? <laughs> just trying to. <laughs> I was gonna say, would you ever accept the invitation to a State of the Union from a president who wanted to use you as like a prop, basically? <laughs> uh, for what exactly? <laughs> what would they use? When I first ran for president and lost. Uh, in the primaries, in the Democratic primary in the year 2016, there was one man, one young boy in Las Vegas <laughs> who stuck by. Later, that boy would contract severe sinusitis <laughs> several times, many times, frequently. And no matter what his doctors would tell him, they could not give him a definitive answer besides the fact that he was living in a house comprised primarily of Danda. <laughs> it was a mystery, needless to say. And now today, following my first full year in office, uh, ending the first uh, uh, democratically elected uh, democratic socialist presidency, I say to you, David Rosen, we are going to find a cure. We are not going to leave you behind. We're going to figure out a way for people like you to indulge yourself by living with many animals when you absolutely should not be. Uh, I am with you. (laughs) On the eve of my... Uh, first full year in office, President I, President Bernie Sanders, uh, am proud to say we have seen a, a contraction of the impl- <laughs> of the labor market by some thirty percent. Everybody is uh, collecting welfare, which is good. I believe in welfare. This is like the parody. <laughs> Of, yeah. Like this is like the bad parody of like what people on the right believe. Like uh, like oh, yeah. Bernie Sanders wants everyone to be on welfare, and he wants everyone to be drinking orange soda on the block and <laughs> and fucking getting wick, and buying beer with their with their food stamps. <laughs> That's one thing I so want to do in my life. I want to go into a grocery store and buy beer with a, with a food stamp. 
and then vote with someone else's name. Yeah, vote with someone else's name in like three states. I want to go to that point where, um, like, where Colorado, New Mexico, Utah, and Arizona meet. You know, the four corner, the four points. Yeah, and I want to like, I want to, I want to, I want to. First of all, I want to renounce my citizenship. Come back into the country illegally. <laughs> and go vote in each one of those four states. <laughs> Who's that? Sucking his teeth. They ordered CJ's murder. Gang members on Long Island. Don't forget that this is the guy. He's talking about like this imaginary MS-13 bullshit that every every moronic like scared white Republican in the country has locked themselves in their house with like 50 guns because they they're completely sure that everybody who like looks like they might be from fucking uh Que Pasa USA could potentially be MS-13 coming to kill them. Um so what he's touting right here is a completely imaginary, blown out of some, uh, blown out of, um, blown out of proportion bullshit story about the 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 deep tendrils of MS13 in fucking Long Island. It's bullshit. I almost feel like it's like it's almost it's beyond parody. I mean, I feel like we could come up with a skit to make fun of like Long Island MS13 people. Like, what if there was like a a Ronkonkoma MS13? <laughs> Or like a fucking a Bayonne MS-13 or something, but it's, it it belies the parody. It's like there's no there's no joke to make. So this is bullshit, okay? But it is indicative of a bigger, probably one of the more serious problems with the Trump administration, which is this veneer of law and order that they they supposedly that they that they purport to represent right that that they're the law and order people that they're the ones that are going to come in and um you know they get supported by the the national mostly conservative mostly white sentiment mostly people who have never had to interact with the police in a negative way uh who who are like well you don't break the law and you're not going to get in any trouble and <laughs> as if it's like that simple That's um cool. yeah but w- what worries me probably the most yeah definitely the most because i would say the thing that's the most the biggest existential threat to to america in to, to the to the world is global warming but that ship has sailed there's at this point there's really nothing you can do about global warming you're we're all just kind of fucked and we're gonna have to deal with it um i don't even really Pretty care much. anymore i don't care i'm gonna enjoy watching everything go to shit because knowing that by the time it, we were already past the rubicon with global warming i was like 25 years old all I cared about was like fucking, and I mean, I was in no position to be changing the fucking course of the international conversation. I was like, whatever. Even I'm, I'm almost forty, and I'm not in a position to do that. I definitely wasn't able to do it back when you know the we we crossed that threshold of um you know changing dramatically the Earth's atmosphere. So fuck that. The thing that's probably the biggest worry is. The Department of Justice and also the sort of um, that posture that the unimpeachable nature of law enforcement cascading down to local levels where the worst of the worst people 
choose to get into that profession. And then the people who aren't the worst of the worst but are in the profession also cover for them. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's there's not a cop out there who, quote-unquote, good cop, who would out the shitty cops. There just aren't any. There aren't any. Right. There's You can yeah. count them. They, they, have, they, they write stories about them because there's so few. Each one of them gets an individualist, individual burn on, like, the fucking Daily Show where they get to go on there and talk about how they were, you know, how they had their balls taped to their legs and their fucking heads shoved in the toilet because they refused to go along with the status quo. What you think is a good cop is just a person who isn't actively working to hurt other people but is also not doing anything to stop their coworkers from doing it. So when you take a culture like that and you empower it, and let it know, hey, there's not a single consequence from a single thing that you could ever possibly do. Like, there won't ever be a problem for you. You can go and just beat the living fuck out of, you know, some scared-ass Honduran kid in, uh, in, in, in Massapequa because he has a tattoo of fucking um, uh, Pikachu on his leg. And you think it's like you think it's an international gang symbol, uh, like. <laughs> I thought that he had said, "Look at these mints, people! Like people made out of mints." So I was like, "What?" Look at Corey. Corey Booker's trying so hard to look tough and stay stone faced. If I do this. I'll win some Republicans. <laughs> Cory Booker is like the um, Cory Booker is like where you remember Trading Places, where both of them were like being sort of put into motion by billionaires. Like Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy's characters were both being sort of like guided by billionaires. Like their their fates were being fucked with, and like uh-huh. because they needed each one of them needed to have a foil for the other one, right? As part of their like larger game, Cory Booker is like Eddie Murphy in that, where there's like there's a billionaire, there's like bankers and financial industry that are like, oh, but we need another, we need somebody on the other side of Paul Ryan to make sure that this fucking this this ruse plays out the way that we want it to. Who can we who can we dump a bunch of cash on that will play the fucking white hat in this situation? And that's Cory Booker. This is news. I don't think anybody. So what he's calling, what he's saying now is he's calling into question the visa, the visa lottery, and the chain and chain migration, two things which um, Donald Trump, our president, has demonstrated that he does not understand how they work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the visa lottery doesn't work the way that he thinks it does. He thinks in his mind, and this is backed up by statements that he's made in the past that. Uh, that it's this lottery that's held in other countries and they choose to send their worst criminals or people who are planning to subvert the United States to the U.S. Right. That's not the way the visa lottery works. The right. visa lottery is governed by us. 
it generally is uh, it, it, the 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 dynamic of it works the other way around. It's people who are aspiring to come to the country and who are hoping for a chance. And then even if they were to win the visa lottery, they still don't have a guarantee. It's actually a, a big uphill climb. They probably won't even come in. Um, and if you ever meet anybody who's won, who, who's who's come here on the v, uh, you know as a result of the visa lottery, most of them are like students at like George Washington or something like that, or the American University. Uh, like most of them are, uh, some of them are, you know, working entry level positions in Silicon Valley or at tech companies. Uh, you know, that's the body of what they are to say that, to say that, that, that program is responsible for two, you know, very fluffy, ephemeral kind of sounding made up potential terrorist attacks I mean, like, I could probably make a, a bigger case that people from Queens are responsible for more terrorist attacks than yeah. that. And that maybe we should just be, like, really trying to figure out what's going on with these people from Queens because, uh, well, you know, three of them. I know that I know that in the last however many years, some 40 million people have been born in Queens. Two of them have could have done something that could be construed as bad. And maybe we should think about... Maybe excising queens and excising all of and renouncing the citizenship of everybody from there. A lot of my family's from Queens, just like Donald Trump. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say though that this isn't really a Trump thing, though. Uh, this is uh, the right right wing radio, like like the uh, Rush Limbaugh's and all them, uh, is where he's getting it from, and where so many other people are getting it from, thinking that. Right, and it's all mostly bullshit. It's it, yeah. it's one of these most every one of these stories that Trump regurgitates are these things that have this kernel of truth in the it, it, like deep, deep, deep buried, and get narratives constructed around them because of sort of some tangential connection to a program like uh like the visa lottery or right. something. It's, chain migration is not a program; it's just a thing that happens. It's just uh, you know, allowing people to bring their families with them when they move. Like it's not. Right. Some, it, it hasn't resulted in any kind of detriment to this country. It's nothing that's like tearing us apart. It, in fact, it's it's a very specific xenophobic note that this party plays, specifically this president who's given a voice to that xenophobic wing of the party. Um, the fact is that any economist will tell you that uh, the more people, the better. We need more people in this country. We need more immigrants in this country. Right. We, we, we The best, probably the, the biggest, the single biggest economic boon that you could do for this entire country would be to give blanket amnesty to every single undocumented person here our gdp would probably shoot through the roof by by double by double figures if if you were to give complete blanket amnesty to every single person in this country all of the people here who are undocumented commit crimes at drastically lower rates than the people who are not the people who are citizens they commit sure. crimes at a far far lower rate than we do they contribute far more into the tax base than they take out. Um, they are actually completely un underrepresented. Their money is unbanked, which is an enormous opportunity. If I worked in the financial industry, I'd be working every day to figure out some sort of financial instrument or tool or product that I could put out onto the market that would take advantage of the some like billions of dollars that that the undocumented um, the undocumented population of this country keeps basically under their mattresses because they have to stay in the shadows. 
the biggest economic imp- impact that we could do in this country in the short term would be to give blanket amnesty and status and documentation to every single illegal immigrant. Because, by the way, you know what else that would do? The few bad apples that he's talking about, the few uh, the, the, the few MS-13 members out there, by whittling down that 13 to 15 million person population who are overwhelmingly good, normal, uh, law-abiding people, by, by, by bringing them out of the shadows, you obviate the worst ones. You make them more right. findable. You make them like, oh shit, why would you not be documented right now? Guess what? It, if you're not documented at this point, it's probably because you couldn't pass the most basic criteria. It's probably right. because you are one of these bad people that Trump is talking about. It's not like they don't exist, which is another terrible thing, that, which is a thing that Democrats do rhetorically. We pretend that none of the problems that he's talking about exist. Like I said, there's a fucking kernel of truth in everything he says, but right. all of it is blown up and 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 made much larger than it really is to serve specific interests. Yeah. Fully fund our great military. Uh, so he's asking uh, Congress to end, finally end the sequester finally. and give those those poor military contract contractors a few shekels. Like those people are just dying on the vine. We know how, just how hard they've had it. It's been really tough for military contractors. In, you know, the it must last... be so hard to be in the most powerful military in <laughs> the fucking world. He's fading though. Like if you listen to the to the um, <laughs> if you listen to the tempo, if you listen to the tempo in his voice, there's a point where he's like, he doesn't have it in him anymore. It starts to the wheels start to come off and. He has a he has a little device that he uses, which is the second to la- he'll elongate the second to last word of every sentence. Right there, see it? You see, like the second to <laughs> he was like to eliminate their nuclear weapons. <laughs> he also has a move that is a a fat guy move that I know pretty well, which is like always be looking upwards. And looking down your nose because the fuck you're just so aware of your double chin. Like, that's what that move is. That move is like not wanting to make obvious your double chin. If you ever look at the way they used to sit him on that shitty TV show, they would sit him with his ass back so that he had to lean forward and he would be able to like kind of cock his head upwards and look straight ahead. And that's what was going on there. Look at this. He hasn't looked downwards yet. But it makes him look like a dumb, petulant child. <laughs> it's just so funny to see somebody so shallow and vain and like silly. Like to see like all these fucking people who think that they're all so important just genuflecting to a moron like this. Raka. You know, I always thought that like Raka sounded like the dopest city in the Middle East. Like, punk Raka. Like something from a Raka. Whoa, boy. <laughs> Child boy. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He got his face destroyed by some dumb shit. <laughs> and he found a booby trap. Unbelievably, he stopped an explosion with his thoughts. 
very, very his penis. Oh, unbelievably dangerous and unsafe building. <laughs> it was both. He then unbelievably cracked open his head and drank his own brains. <laughs> Bravely choosing to not think again. <laughs> Fellow warrior, I do have a problem with that. Like man, like I, I, with with the hero worship of 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 warriors, like like making that out to be like you. And I'll tell you, they, with some exceptions, um, they always look uncomfortable by it. Oh yeah. Because they know that they're being made a spectacle of on some level, and they know that the people who are sort of, um, who are cheering and applauding and thanking them for their service have no idea what it is that they're thanking them for, and they they know that the shit that they've seen relative to the the silly bullshit of like the pop and circumstance of a, of a of a, of, a, of an event like this. I always feel like I think they made some of these stupid fucking glory sucking movies like that. Uh, yeah. You know, where is there one where the whole movie is the guy getting ready to walk out at halftime, and then it shows all his fuck his PTSD yeah. and all the horrible shit that he, and uh-huh. it just shows like a few hours in his life of living with that. Yeah. Um, I know all that shit is like funded by the um, by either Clint Eastwood or the U.S. Army. Yeah. <laughs> it's all re- it's all recruiting shit, right? All those movies. You're the movie guy, you know. Yeah, no, it's true, 100% true. They're actually Clint Eastwood's new movie that's about to come out, uh, stars two of the actual soldiers. Oh, Jesus that, Christ. That were a part of something. <laughs> but I was just going to say, though. Uh, no, no, this is it. Clint Eastwood is going gonna, is gonna to cast two of the actual soldiers from, from something, and he's going to go to Guantanamo Bay, and he's going to cast two of the actual ISIS people and he's gonna have the soldiers like kill them on camera. <laughs> they fucking love it too. They, yeah, all of his conservative fans. Two hundred million dollar opening weekend. Two hundred million dollar opening weekend. Just like so that. real and gritty. It's so real and gritty. When I heard that the when I heard his that guy's fucking clavicle pop out of his like third aorta, it was it, <laughs> it was it was amazing. When when he only does one take, you know. When Sergeant Bradley Chambly fucking just put a headshot right into the back of the fucking skull of that of of Mohammed, oh man, and and like nothing the but spray, headshots, bro. Nothing but fucking headshots, bro. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, did you see the Curb episode this season where uh, Susie's daughter is getting married to a Marine and uh, she's no. introducing him to everybody and. Uh, Everybody's like, you know, thank you for your service, and thank you for your service, and thank you for your service. And then he gets up to Larry, and Larry goes, "Hey, nice to meet you." <laughs> Beautiful, I love it. So maybe now it's not. He's just droning on at this point. He hasn't said no, anything. No. He hasn't said anything of consequence all night long. Um, it's, <laughs> I mean, like I thought that fucking Obama and Bush's states of the union were dull as shit this is the worst of them this is because it's it's dull mixed with powerfully stupid no. 
Bay. That's a weird thing to pin some of your communication to. That like you're all for Guantanamo Bay. Like I thought that just wasn't it just a few years ago that right. there was pretty bipartisan <laughs> support where it was like, yeah, no, you're right. Like I remember in 2008 Guantanamo Bay being a big issue in the general election specifically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. on both sides, they were both. If I remember the conversations right, it was more like who was going to rush to shut it down faster. That was the right. what the like Obama said he had a plan to do it. McCain said that he would know what to do with those people, and and it was more of a, about the adjudication of justice in the debate and the the substance of the debate. If I'm not mistaken, it was more like Obama kind of wanting to give a fair day in court for everybody there. And McCain just kind of wanting to, I don't really remember what his position was. I think it was move them off to other black sites or, or you know, secret locations or something like that. Um, and the heat that Obama took, if I'm not mistaken, was that there was some chance that, you know, what if they got off? What if they were found not guilty by a jury of their peers? And mm-hmm. they would be, you know, going back out into the, um, you know, into the quote unquote battlefield, which is like what? I mean... You know, but uh, um, how did the how did the window on that shift so fast? It's so strange. It really is. I hadn't really thought about that until right now. But yeah, because you're absolutely right. I remember that how it was a major issue, and now it's just another one of the things that is just like normalized. Yeah, and it's just like a few years ago, we had sort of gotten to a bipartisan point where we all agreed that government had some place in healthcare. And what we were arguing about was what place it was. Were they a regulator? Who were they regulating? Were they regulating us by forcing us to pay punitive tax uh, penalties for not getting health insurance? Were they regulators regulating the, you know, the, the various corporate actors operating in that space? Or, you know, the people further to the left, their, their perspective being... Is government should government just be the provider of the healthcare? Or should they just be the ones administering it? You know, and just remove that whole paradigm. Just change it, right? Now we've kind of shifted back where there. I, I feel like today there's a stronger sentiment of the government doesn't belong in healthcare. Full stop. Uh, sentiment than there ever used to be. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Nikki Haley. Everybody's saying that Nikki Haley is his fuck buddy. I don't think that that's true, man. I think that 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 garbage dude uh, who wrote the um, the book uh, that was on Bill Maher. Uh-huh. I think people are are reading it wrong. I have heard stories. I'm telling you, I've heard firsthand stories about but from before this guy was running for president. That the 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 woman. Let me hit rewind. Michael Wolf, the author of. Fucking fire and tits, fire and brimstone. What is it? That, what is he? What did he write? Fire and fire and ice. Uh, Donald Trump on the rocks. Come and get it. So that guy like made a sort of half-assed. Who's he? By the way, a complete fabulist for the most part. Uh, fabricator, well-known non-journalist. Um, right, but more of like a gossip rag type guy, like a salacious dude. Right, wrote the book. It had some sort of slight insinuations that nobody would ever find without him. The slight insinuations about Trump continuing to have an extramarital affair to this day. Um, 
that nobody would ever find except for nobody would ever read into it that way except he you know showed up on Bill Maher got interviewed and, and basically said as much people obviously have thought that that he might have been talking about Nikki Haley um, currently our you know ambassador to the United Nations ambassador to the United Nations but uh, I don't dude he has had Donald Trump has had this weird relationship with his I think now she's communications director. She just dances around with different titles. But Hope Hicks, I'm telling you, man, that is who he's banging. A hundred percent sure. I'm basing that not on just my guess and not just on how much she resembles every woman that he's into. <laughs> but like um but uh I've 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 heard stories about the way that he that she before he became president, she's always at his right side from like the morning until night, from the minute he comes out of his like, you know, shitty, like double suite in his garbage hotels to the minute that he goes to sleep at night. She's the one that's right there. Um, so I'm telling you, man, watch that shit's going to come out. It won't matter. I mean, this is, you got to categorize every Trump story. Yeah, nothing matters. Every Trump story gets categorized into two things things that matter, you know, the, the movement in the punitive nature of our justice system, our declining position as uh, people trying to mediate the risks of climate change. Like there are big stories, and then there's the dumb shit like that that doesn't matter and won't it won't matter. Oh my god, did they just lose the Hunger Games? Do they have to get killed? <laughs> <laughs> and we've chosen. John Foley and his beautiful wife Marsha to be murdered tonight so that we may all live by the girl from Mother. Oh, God, what is the menace? We're going to get cucked, you cuck bitch. I'm going to cuck you so hard. The guys from Chapo Trap House had a great question. They were like, Do you think Donald Trump has ever actually had sex? They had a thing where they were like, they were talking about like, you know, I do, I do all the sexual maneuvers, standing handshake, walking, walking on a carpet, like. <laughs> I was dying. See what happens is his tempo changes, dude. When he starts like wavering, this is the most work he ever has had to do in his life. Standing up and talking. Without oh, he, hates it. he hates it. He hates not being able to just vomit out of his mouth. <laughs> I mean, like, what am I talking about? That's the place where you vomit. You vomit out of your mouth. <laughs> this is the stuff I probably find the most vile in, the, in 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 this state of the union. I guess for the next three more after this, and probably seven more after this, yeah. um, that we're gonna trotting have to put up with out. trotting these people out. Just using them. This kid's life is not going to be a, like demonstrably. Even this kid's life is not going to even be marginally better tomorrow as a result of Donald Trump being in office. As a matter of fact, this kid stands to die. Stands a you know a greater chance of dying in a, a, a maelstrom of nuclear missiles than he did when Barack Obama was in office. The difference is that Barack Obama didn't need to trot these people out to, you know, enhance the uh, the case for war. 
against North Korea because we were mostly at a stalemate. I mean, they talked big shit, but they we didn't indulge them in anything. I mean, we we weren't governed by like the id of a moron. Yeah, it's too much, man. It's too much of him. They should get somebody else. <laughs> um, <clears throat> has he talked about the wall at all tonight or no? I don't recall seeing it. I don't no. recall, but we did talk over him a lot and make yeah, a lot of fun of him. Yeah, we talked over a lot, but still. I mean, it's very disrespectful what we're doing our president. You should respect the office still, at <laughs> yeah, least. It's true. He's earned that much. Um, Has he said anything about the environment? Of course not. Has he talked about, like, what else? Education. He hasn't said anything about education. No. Education is no. not a Republican thing because, let no. me tell you, like, you don't want... You don't want Republicans don't we want a whole do bunch. Do it yourself. Uh, they don't want a whole bunch of people going out there doing critical thinking. They just we want love them the uneducated. We love them. They just want <laughs> they just want people posting press releases about jobs that don't exist, <laughs> except for the ones that aren't American. They above all else, all of those first responders and troops are Americans, except for the ones who. Um, are are being deported because they got like a fucking DWI trying to deal with the horrible post-traumatic stress disorders that serving this country earned them and then get fucking uh, because of because they have a minor criminal infraction get um, get deported mm. respect them just respect them respect them so much that you send them back to their own country <laughs> don't talk about art and music Trump <laughs> the it you know this is something that other people have talked about but like it is it is a good point that can you imagine the artistic or cultural landscape of a world that was like dominated by the right like what the music and the movies would be like how bad it would be oh, just terrible. like so wh- like what they think is culture and what they think is is you know culturally fulfilling is such tripe it's new country like that's what it is new country and tim allen movies tim allen movies (laughs) clint eastwood's fucking ass get off my fucking border Like what? That, that was actually really good, but I don't think you could ever do that again. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I just think that just randomly came out for. Yeah, it just came out randomly. I'm not gonna try and do it again. I also tried to call. I tried to call you a kike wop dink, all at the same time. Your sister, she a slope too. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, it says good night on the caption. I was just hoping that was him saying good night. Safe and strong, everybody. Say safe, safe, safe and strong and mighty and free and sexy and big. Oh, that was him saying good night. Good. Stay big. Stay big, everyone. Stay large. Oh my god. That's so, what's what's your analysis? What do you think? Are, are we heading in the right direction? Oh yeah. Do you I feel better that, now? This, you know, made me realize that everything we're doing is just absolutely the right I know thing yeah like I, you except for this podcast this is wrong <laughs> what we're doing <laughs> well of course I mean we're very critical of this wonderful president oh this so. big beautiful 
yellow man. <laughs> Look at him. He's so happy to leave. He's going to get like, He's like six please, please get out of my way. Spicy chicken sandwiches. <laughs> uh, I was promised he, he, sweet he earned, tarts. He earned them. <laughs> he earned them by getting in the suit and standing up there. How many in the course of a month, minutes, do you think he spends in the same room with his wife? Over under 90 minutes in a room with his wife. In the same room. That's pushing it. That's a lot of time to be around him. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, It's good to see you. Uh, Thank you. I have no idea who you are, but thank you. (laughs) What's, uh, What's the guy's name from... Kevin, what's the fat guy? Kevin, not Kevin Hart. The fat guy, the fat Kevin. Kevin oh, Arnold. Uh, Kevin James. Thank you, Kevin James. Thank you, old Robert Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, John Luke Picard. Uh, th- thank you very much, Newt Small Rich. This fucking guy. <laughs> thank you, bald Al Pacino. Bald Pacino. Why is David Lynch following me around? Thank you, David Lynch. Please stop following me. Thank you, Orko from He Man. <laughs> that hair is insane, dude. Oh, Look. the whole time I've been thinking. <laughs> I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go for the low hanging fruit, but. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Interestingly enough, the toupee actually made of low hanging fruit. <laughs> oh my um, god! Like, what shape is that? What's your closing argument, Dave? What do you? What, what do you like? I've, I've I've been opining a lot. I, this has been a politics heavy episode. I have led the conversation. I've followed the conversation. I've probably, you know, spoken over you a lot. What 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 are you thinking that um Well, I saw something earlier, it was just a headline. I didn't get a chance to read the article as well. I was waiting for this to start and I was just kind of scrolling through my feed. Um it said that Trump uh is hoping for some kind of major event. He said this to somebody to help unify the country. Um Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I think it would take a major event not only to unify the country, but to get rid of this, you know, and get on to something real. Um, not unify it for his sake. Uh, I don't think he will capitalize on the unification of the country. I think um, he's too tainted. Yeah, I, I agree with it's you. It's done. I, I think this is like, I think, I, I obviously, there's all of us who think he's a fucking idiot. I really, truly think that only the dumbest of the dumb are still hanging on. On the yeah. other side, um, you know, I, I, I have plenty of Republican friends. I don't think they really like, you know, I, I don't think they, you know, I, I think that they just like get, do a deep one of these. <sighs> yeah. Every, every time he does anything, you know, um, you it's know. just it's this type of sort of selective perception, like when they talk about the opposite of buyer's remorse being confirmation yeah. bias, you know, like where you. Yeah, I, I think that there are probably still like you have to have very few critical thinking skills, and you also have to be very dogmatically adherent to um, to to very 
demonstrably false conservative uh, tenets like that trickle down economics works or that um, that the private sector is better at healthcare than the public sector. Like you have to be very immigrants are the ones coming in. Immigrants are, you know, eating up all the food and that they make (laughs) (laughs) too much food. (laughs) These immigrants are eating too much food. One thing not mentioned, um, there's a there's a lot of bad things that this president has done, man. Um, Hate crimes are way up. Significantly up and oh and, god yeah and hate and hate and the hate crime direction in terms of like who it is it's 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 overwhelmingly white supremacists taking yeah. taking out you know uh, taking out their their hate or their anger or their whatever their frustrations I mean on n- yeah not, not to like not to people, go back and like beat a dead persons. horse or anything but it's like can you believe that last year that people were were debating about punching Nazis yeah. that's something that would have never happened if it wasn't for this president. Yeah. I mean, when you think about like where I will say one thing, man, like the discourse discourse is bullshit. A lot of times, like when we talk about like the things that are, that are spoken by pundits on CNN, it's mostly manufactured editorial driven Mm -hmm. bullshit. And yeah, sure. But they are also kind of, if you can, if you can sort of read the tea leaves the right way, they're also sort of barometers. Like they're off by a certain percentage but they're always off by that percentage, so you can kind of, you know, gauge what's really happening in terms of conversations that the country's having. Like if if there's if the, if CNN is spending eighty percent of the time talking about the knockout game, then you can bet that that normal Americans are probably spending like ten percent of their time talking about the knockout <laughs> game, right? Even though it's stupid and overblown. Same thing goes for these national stories and these these sort of um these these lines of dialogue that 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 persist. When, yeah, you talk about punching Nazis and you talk about ridiculous things that we should have thought would be settled or are like not in the public sphere of debate, um, you know, I would have hoped that we could have been to a point now where we were already past talking about whether or not immigrants are good. Now we're at a point where we're debating legal immigration. We're debating Mm -hmm. how many people of the people who are here legally right now we should allow to stay in. That's never been one of the conversations. And, and and also people who haven't even been born yet or haven't even tried to migrate yet, shutting off whatever pathways they have to do it. Just just isolating ourselves. We, I said it before, but it bears repeating, we are an old country. Our native-born population is fat, uneducated, lazy, and dying and old. We need new people. We have mm-hmm. always need. This isn't a new condition for us. We have always needed new people. We have always needed an influx of people from different regions, from from Ireland, from Italy, from uh, from f- from uh, Western Europe. Um, from, I'm sorry, from Eastern Europe. I mean, we've you know the 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 West Coast would not have been settled as quickly as it was if it weren't for. Asians working basically as indentured servants and slaves um, on the infrastructure and the railways that made that made it like and those people their their descendants are still here in this country and we've always needed that influx uh, and and it's we aren't just like gonna figure it out with our current native population right now it, it, it's it's but the way 
to the the way to one to convincing one side on that argument is by presenting them with the facts of the matter and just kind of like laying it out the way that I I laid it out maybe a little bit more I don't know more more eloquently than I did and and that's how you'll appeal to them right but laying out facts eloquently doesn't work for the other side for the other side it has to be trick you into hating them and that's where I think I've said a lot of biggest bad things about Trump tonight but you know what this is like for me Dave maybe you can maybe you can appreciate this a little bit I feel like an independent filmmaker who's really focused on like local film industry and making movies and and the the state of the larger film industry and Hollywood and things like that have some sort of trickle down effect on me and maybe my my creative process is affected by it right but it's mostly out of my league. I don't really pay attention to it except to make fun of it. Like, I don't pay attention to the Oscars except to make fun of them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what it's like here. We're really focused here. We, you don't see us spend a lot of episodes just, like, making fun of our shitty president. Uh, you know, we're, we're really focused on, like, what have we done so far? We brought on people who are working. James, in our last episode, James is working, uh, you know, with his local party in Wyoming. We've had all the people in Vegas. We've had, you know, people who are who, who are doing you know, small things here and there. We're trying to be some of those people that are doing small things here and there. Every once in a while, it's funny to like make fun of the Oscars, which is what this was, right? We're just making fun of it. You know, but usually the Oscars aren't like actively trying to ruin your life. (laughs) (laughs) So usually the Oscars aren't so goddamn ridiculous. (laughs) What, um, that fucking error. I think next week we're going to try to get back to a more normalized format. Right? Yeah, I was actually I was going to say that earlier. I, uh, We've had some special episodes. episodes. The last like three or yeah. four episodes have been special episodes. Yeah, but we we promised everybody who's been listening. Uh, we, we we're planning on going back to our regular format here, uh, starting with the next one um, next week, and we're going to try to get a bunch in a row. That'll be uh, more of our traditional layout. Try to try to get that going again. I just want to like if if we leave, if we leave this, it's a ridiculous conversation we've had all night. With a few things, I would say it's the economy where it stands right now is inertia more than anything. Mm-hmm. Deregulation and the things that 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 Trump is doing are are no different than than the deregulations that Clinton did and the deregulations that. Uh, that Bush did that led to 2008 and they aren't part of the solution no matter how much the executive class and the CEOs and the leaders of these huge brands are trying to shape the narrative to curry favor with the president in the moment they still don't actually substantively translate into any benefit for workers Okay, it doesn't actually help trickle down economics. The next time that it works will be the first time that it's worked. (laughs) And and this is fucking vaporware The everything that's happened in the past year economically has been a a matter of inertia uh, of a slow recovery just starting to get steam in the last 30 months, 24 months or so. 
Um, and it, it, it's not even a real recovery. By the way, even Obama's recovery wasn't a real recovery. The fucking stimulus was bullshit. Everything was stopping the downward trend. Yeah, it was just about like manufacturing an outcome. It wasn't about addressing any of the systemic problems. Like mm-hmm. I said before, the, the big problem, like the, the, the biggest short-term economic thing we could do would be to give status to every single person who's living in this country illegally, immediate double-digit uh, rise in GDP in our country if we did that. Uh, the, the second, more long-term thing we could do, provide health care for everybody and make it part of the tax structure, not part of premiums that you pay and some patchwork of insurance and lab physicians and doctors and uh you know uh, like all the various bills that you get after a trip to the hospital uh, this 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 mishmash this fucking fractured healthcare system that we have make it all everybody pay $1500 a year and guess what we'll all have incredible healthcare it's been proven in case after case after case in countries like ours and countries not like ours pretty much any 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 Country with socialized medicine that's not a fucking banana republic, uh, which we're still not yet. And then the third thing, education. Take 5% of the Pentagon's budget and just put it into public education. And watch, by the way, watch kids grow up smart and never vote for the GOP again. Uh, so, you know, you, you, you see what the incentive is there to um, prevent exactly that from happening. <sighs> that's it, Dave. What do we got in terms of plugs? What do we got in terms of plugs? Well, uh, oh, uh, I guess I might as well mention again since it's up now. Uh, I was just on a uh, a movie podcast called Cinema from the Dark Side. I'm gonna listen uh, to that tonight. I'm gonna pop that on. Awesome, yeah. Everybody check that out. Uh, we we talk about the Oscars. We uh, we give our our predictions and also talk about other movies that weren't nominated. Some of our favorites and everything. And uh, it was a fun show. It was it was fun getting to do that. And I'm hoping to uh, get on some more podcasts, hopefully get some of these people to come on our show. And uh, aside from that, I'm working on my new album right now. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I want to recommend um, uh, a another podcast that I attended tonight and got to meet some of the hosts um, mm-hmm. at uh, the Florida Action Cast, which is uh, sort of a Democrat-focused um, uh, podcast where... I haven't listened to very many of their back episodes, but in the recent series they've been doing, I've been paying attention because they're they're interviewing a lot of the um, the candidates um, from con- Congressional District Twenty Seven down here in Florida, the one that I always talk about every week, my district. Uh, and um, you know, I'm, I, I'm actually, I'll tell you something, Dave. I am actually going to make my decision on who I vote for in the primary based on this series because uh, <laughs> these guys, to their credit are asking, you know, the same questions, sitting all of the candidates down and sort of holding their feet to the fire in the same way. It's a friendly venue, obviously. They aren't they aren't journalists or anything like that, but they are um uh you know, left-leaning people who identify as Democrats who are part of part of the Democratic Party machinery and and part of, you know, that organization here in Miami-Dade. And they ask all the same questions and they give you like a platform for you, somebody like me to make a decision. We don't have a Bernie Sanders running for Congress down here, okay? There's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. We don't have a Jeremy Corbyn down here running for Congress. We have something not nearly, you know, we have something from like in the middle spectrum to this center left. We don't have any any real, you know, progressive mavericks down here, to be honest with you. But we have some people who have really good messages, and I, I heard 
I've heard some of them talking. You know, I'll, I'll keep everybody up to date on who it is that I'm I'm choosing to pick. Maybe maybe we'll try to get some of them on our show, poach a few guests. But again, Florida Action Cast. If you're one of our Miami listeners, um, listen to their recent series uh, at uh, uh, Bar Thirteen O Six in um, in downtown, where they've been interviewing these these candidates. I think they're three shows deep on it. They're gonna do. I think eight. Jesus, there's like eight people running for for Congress on the on the left <laughs> down here. It's wide open. Oh, and uh, Donna Shalala too. They haven't they haven't confirmed that, but Donna Shalala is. It'll be funny though. I would feel bad for these guys at that podcast if like they interview all of these candidates and then it just ends up being Donna Shalala who won't do an interview like that. She's not going to get on a podcast, Donna Shalala. She'll just like run her campaign and throw tens of millions of dollars at it and probably just win <laughs> so like yeah. all the people that they interviewed won't actually it won't actually end up being yeah exactly um what else do i want to uh the, the website is okay don't forget to subscribe itunes google store soundcloud bird road podcast please choose to subscribe choose to download us and like and favorite and um what are the other things? Rate Give us some review. feedback too. Give us some feedback. DQ yeah. at birdroadpodcast.com. You can email me. Uh, speaking of birdroadpodcast.com, there's a birdroadpodcast.com. Check out the website. Um, I mean, whatever. It's just a website for a podcast. I don't really know what you're supposed to do on them. Right? Uh, just go there. Like, I don't know. Let's tell you. Just do it. Just, just fucking, fucking do just it. Just go there and like look at it and then leave. Just do it. What else do you got to do? <clears throat> Social Shakeup Show. I'll be um, at that May seventh through 9th. Haven't promoted that yet. Uh, if you're like, I don't know if you're involved in communications or if somehow you got here from me in my like normal day job of being like journalist PR guy. Um, I'll be there talking about podcasting. Dave, you got any fun upcoming things? Movies? Um, like that? I, I have a, a really awesome new music video coming out called Artificial. It's one of the tracks from Head Like Fire. Um, but it's a new head like fire. <laughs> it's a, uh, do you a get like a, you movie. should get like a Vince Neil type person or like a, like a David <laughs> Lee Roth type to, to, to just like throw some vocals onto your, oh, um, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I got that head like a fire. <laughs> but yeah, the video is coming soon. Um, uh, we're going to, we're going to actually, instead of just like putting it up right away, once it's done, we're actually going to do a, um, like like a real festival run with this one because it's it's really really something it's really awesome. sexual yeah it's a little bit sexual so. I had so many other things I wanted to say about this episode and I just didn't do it this is like you know I mean I don't know if I quitted our point well enough but um, I mean it's hard man because like when I talk about this guy I just want to do like racist voices. <laughs> that doesn't accomplish anything. <laughs>